Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Two Thumbs Up Podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Bobby Plays. And today we actually have a lot of topics. Like, a lot has gone on in the mobile scene these last few weeks. I remember, what was it? We were saying 2022 is going to be the golden year for mobile games. <laughs> and now Apex is shut down. Um, and it launched in 2022. But I think 2023 is kind of shaping up to be maybe the most eventful year mobile gaming ever i might be wrong but that's what it's looking like yeah i would i would agree with that i don't know i feel like we're very a, a very short time into the year and we've already had a lot of ups and downs for mobile uh <laughs> we had apex announced that they're shutting down which was surprising but at the same time not surprising at all you know no um yeah. And then we have, what, Battlefield gets shut down before launch. But let's be honest. Was anybody actually excited for <laughs> Battlefield Mobile? Like, eh, no. probably not. Rainbow Six Mobile went radio silent for almost 50 days before we heard anything out of them. Oh, my we're, gosh. We're, we're like, what the frick is happening in mobile gaming? Is mobile gaming dying? And, then, like, the next week, we get three major games that are doing like launches and everything else re-releasing we thought that project blood strike was going away as well it's back that was a fake news release and everything so <laughs> there's a lot to talk about today um i'm gonna go ahead and start off with a game that i am very excited for i don't know if everybody will necessarily like watching the gameplay understand the hype but farlight 84 is a battle royale i didn't even realize it's been in development for a really long time but they just started their global launch it's a weird global launch because it's not like, global. Don't it, don't even say the word. But it's global, global for Android. Yeah, global I don't care. For Android, but it's not global for iOS. I don't know what the reasoning for that is. But oh, it's, I didn't know it's global for Android. Yeah, like you can download That's it. Kind of cool. Yeah, so if you want to download it on your Red Magic or whatever. Yeah, uh, but anyways, it's a it's a Ooh. very cool battle royale because. You guys know I am very much, uh, I would consider myself a TPP hater. I think that mechanically, TPP is designed to benefit people who like to camp. But I think Farlight is the exception because it has a lot of mechanics that basically, it forces you to play aggressively or else you're going to get destroyed in the late game. Number one, it's got like a leveling system for both your armor and your weapons. So the more gunfights that you take, the more that those level up, the more powerful they become, which means if you're not taking any gunfights early in game, you're going to get wrecked in the late game. Number two has jetpacks. And jetpacks are jet cool packs. because it makes everything way, way faster. Um, and you have jetpack mods that you can upgrade throughout the game as well. So basically all that to say, it really promotes an aggressive playstyle, despite the fact that it is a TPP shooter. So even though... I mean, you gotta remember Fortnite was a TPP, is a TPP game, and that arguably is one of the most, like, aggressive, intense mechanical games out there, and it's third person. I do, I mean, I understand, like, PUBG third person, like, typically on mobile third person doesn't have that sort of um thought process of like oh tpp intense gameplay um but yeah from everything i haven't played it yet because i really well first off my thumb is a little messed up so i can't really play on on phones i need my tablet um and the only good tablet is obviously ios so you said it's and it's india only or what is it it's like india indonesia and philippines i think so Dope. yeah that's all the people who have ios devices for sure yeah <laughs> um are those three countries nice uh yeah i don't know i mean i mean when sandy like made a point about this the marketing mobile in general like whenever games come out like the new hogwarts legacy whatever game that just came out 
when a game goes global on PC or console, it just comes out. Like, it's just out for everyone. Like, when I was in Europe, it was actually kind of cool. I saw in France and in Europe, like, huge adverts for it in, like, different languages. I was like, all right, this game is global. But then you have these other games where, like, Arena Breakout said it's the global closed beta test, but then it's only available in, like, seven regions. So it's not glo <laughs> it's not global, but it's bigger than a regional launch. So just if it's global, that means it's the whole globe, guys, yep. developers, the globe, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I I will, I will play it. It sounds, you're, you're really hyping it up there. Maybe hashtag ad. I'm just kidding. Okay, no, uh, actually not a hashtag ad. <laughs> I, the I other it, reason good. that I'm excited for it is because I don't know if you saw my post about this, but they already have a fully built out esports ecosystem yeah. that exists inside the game, very similar to what Fortnite used to have in their cash cups. Now, obviously it's not... Fortnite cash cup type money because they're not like in launch, in launch and everything else. But I think any game, this is really the first of any mobile shooter that I've seen launch with a major eye on esports. Like every other single mobile title has taken at least five to six months to have any semblance of an esports scene. So the fact that they're not even fully in global launch and they're running daily tournaments in multiple different regions is a really good sign. Uh, so there's a lot of mechanics that have me excited for Farlight. I think of all of the like the smaller name games that are coming out, I think it has the highest ceiling. There's obviously, I, I think, a lot of things that do still need to be fixed, but it does seem the developers are aware of them. So assuming we see them fixed at a, a relative quick pace, I, I think this is a game that could potentially blow up in the future. And I'm curious to see if we see more content creators head that way, because I know one guy, especially Zach Wilder, has been working alongside them and has already been making content for them for a while. And he's definitely seen some traction pick up. So who knows? That might be a, a big opportunity for content creators in the future. Yeah, I feel like on the note of content, it's just the... I feel like everyone's kind of on edge right now because we just saw Apex Mobile. Like, people... I mean, we saw people like Imo, Rose Smith. They were uploading content two years before the game went global. And for the game to not even make half of that... It didn't even like make it, a year. <laughs> it made nine months before getting announced and oh. shut down before the year. Like, it just makes... It makes me... Like, let's say I love Farlight. I... If you're a smaller creator, I mean, there's very little downsides to switching games, switching content. There's a whole lot of upsides. But for larger creators like myself and Bobby and Noah, like, let's say we want to go upload these games. We either have to upload them on a second channel. Which oh, yeah, is just that's not second gonna get channel that... content for sure. That's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we have to wait for the game to become big enough to do, like, an upload on the main channel. So, like, there's a lot of great games coming out. But the only problem is, I mean, a lot of people were getting really upset at Apex creators of like, you guys are switching games, blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of gaming content, you kind of work yourself, not even into a niche, but into like a specific game. Like I'm in the, we're all in the mobile genre, but people, you know, might really want to watch me play this mobile shooter, not this mobile shooter. So I think as far as content, I mean, I, I just, I'm not gonna lie. I just did a quick Google trends search on the game. It's not doing too hot, but then again, it's the first, you know, it's not even in global, global launch. It's in global launch, but it's not real global launch. So, um, and even like Apex, we saw games with tons of momentum come out of the gate and just fall flat on its face. So I think mobile games, small mobile games, taking this approach of like, um, release slowly, make sure you have a solid foundation and then maybe invest money into creators or whatever. That's probably the route to go. But like myself, I'm just really tentative on making content on other 
mobile games are down. I don't know about you. Yeah, I I would say I'm kind of in the same boat. For me, most like new game content that I play is gonna go on my second channel just because I'm like established in COD Mobile, and I know that Warzone Mobile is coming at some point in the near future. So it's pretty like. I know what my game plan is and everything else, but I think this is something that a lot of smaller content creators should consider because what I've seen is basically people see what happened for creators like Ferg, like myself, Hawks, Noah, and how everybody like blew up with Call of Duty Mobile. And so you have all these tiny content creators who are not established at all. All four of us were very well established heading into Call of Duty Mobile. These unestablished creators are like, yeah, I'm going to do the same in Warzone Mobile. They're putting all their eggs in that basket when market saturation is going to be a really big factor that makes it really tough for smaller content creators. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean it's impossible for a small content creator, but you have to look at everybody you're going up against. And there's a lot of really good alternatives like Farlight, like a bunch of other games that we're going to talk about, talk about in today's episode of the podcast. There are dedicated communities that you can build a real fan base around and use that as a platform to launch into other games rather than trying to take down the giant with whatever the first game that you that you want to take down is so i that's just one thing that popped into my head whenever you were talking about like newer content creators putting all their eggs in one basket kind of like they did with apex mobile it doesn't necessarily mean you have to play the game for the rest of your life but it gives you an <laughs> opportunity to build uh build a dedicated fan base and they'll probably follow you anywhere yeah, I mean, I'm myself included. When I started Fortnite Mobile, that was like my third year of making mobile content, and I had like thirty, almost forty thousand subscribers going into it. And same thing with Bobby had like over what a hundred k from Ross, I think before COD Mobile was that right? Oh, three hundred k. Oh, geez, I need to catch up my Bobby lore. I'm slacking. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of these smaller mobile games, like while you're waiting for, I mean, people keep saying they're oh, I'm waiting for Valorant. I'm waiting for uh you know warzone while you guys are waiting for these games upload content like it can't depending on the size of your channel it can't hurt you like it can only either a give you experience to make better content or potentially gain some new supporters so that when you go into warzone or Valorant or whatever game you're really excited for rainbow six that you already have some momentum and you're not going in with you know a stale channel and trying to, to build that up so uh speaking of brand new games coming out arena breakout once again another game that i just mentioned it's calling it a global closed beta test but it is <laughs> but, but they're sponsoring videos yes they are sponsoring videos i can attest to that um but they're only from my knowledge in like seven or eight regions like but they're in big regions they're in the u.s the uk um philippines like they're in big regions which is kind of why like typically correct me if i'm wrong but when mobile games do beta tests they're typically in the smallest regions like right now warzone is only available in australia because australia has like 25 million people i think mm -hmm. and so they're only testing to uh, you know it, let, let's think vpns didn't exist the actual amount of mobile gamers who would test the game in australia maybe tens of thousands uh but now they're testing it to the U.S. audience, which is 300 million people. They're chucking in the U.K. Like, it just, I don't know. It's kind of a weird launch strategy. Um, I don't know. Have you played it at all? or no? like, I have not. So you just, I, yeah. I, I've seen Tarkov gameplay before. And obviously, like, for those of you who don't know, Arena Breakout is very similar from what I've seen to Escape from yeah. Tarkov, which is it's, 
They even say like it is in uh, in the PC and console world, or it might not even be console; it might just be PC world. But yeah, yeah. I think I was just gonna say they even say like you can uh, like say it's you know Escape from Tarkov on mobile because that's what they designed it to be. But uh, yeah, I I mean you, you I think you tweeted you're saying like um having 20 30 minute matches or like the maximum match length is 35 minutes the maximum fortnite mobile ever had was like if this was a like last zone like 22 minutes on average i could finish the game in like 15 minutes and it's pretty action-packed start to finish arena breakout i was just i found myself being bored most of the time um the graphics and the mechanics are rock solid oh, yeah. like they are really competitive um there's a lot of skill gap to be had. The graphics are insane uh, for like an open world type game. But it just feels like there's so much running around and the gunfights are like 10 seconds, yeah. maybe 15 seconds. You run for a few minutes, 10, 15 seconds. Um, so I think the appeal is, is supposed to be, it's really intense the whole time because you have, um, you know, all of your loot, you know, your, your hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of loot that you bring into the game and you're trying to, you know, survive with that and come out with even more. But it, for me, it just never had like the intense factor. But then again, I think I was even playing and recording before the servers were open. So I was just going against bots. Um, but I've heard from like ice and some other streamers that the gameplay and intensity is pretty good. But then those are like 25 minute matches and like, I just don't know how I feel about that for, for mobile. And we talk about this rainbow, like the pacing of mobile games probably matters more than the content of the mm -hmm. actual game itself. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was my thing. Like, And I obviously got some pushback because there, there <laughs> is like a section of the mobile community that's like, Mo mobile should have everything the PC has. And we, we can, it's, it's no. not really about no. like, I'm not saying you shouldn't have it. I'm saying if you want your game to survive, you have to cater it to the audience you're trying to sell it to. And I just don't like the only game that has number one time, like the, the amount of time that you're in the game. Only one that we've seen thrive is PUBG mobile and PUBG mobile is the biggest anomaly because its success was a hundred percent predicated on the time that it launched because there was no good mobile battle royale up until PUBG Mobile. Like, we had Rules of Survival. That was not a good mobile battle royale. It was a mobile battle royale. <laughs> that, that was about all you can say about it. But the it, it had the biggest explosion because it was that first mobile game that actually was accessible worldwide and was battle royale. And it, like, I don't think PUBG Mobile's really growing that much anymore. I think most of their user base are people that have played the game for a really long time, like, They've been trying to grow in like North America and Europe for a long time. And there's just no growth to be found there because it's not like if you don't have friends to play it with, it's not insanely fun to play. And so that's why so many of these newer games are like focus on being faster. And I'm not saying it's got to be like, oh, it needs to be a five minute game with no stakes and everything else. But I do think especially for Arena Breakout to be it's not just that it's a long game, but it's a really high stakes as well. Like if you have bad connectivity yeah. that can cause you to die, you lose however much time you've invested just because you have a bad connection. It's not like everybody that's playing the game is sitting home on an iPad connected to Ethernet. Like it's a lot that's going against you for this to be a mobile game. And I, I just don't know if it's designed to really succeed for that audience.
or like you're on the subway. I mean, I, I, these are just like, I feel like generic like examples, but like in a situation where I have 10 minutes to run a game. Yeah. That's a risky 10 minutes because let's say you're two minutes away. I'm in class. I got to go to class. You're going to walk down the hall playing arena breakout, like get caught by the teachers and lose your phone. Or are you just going to lose all of the loot you have? Like, I mean, there were situations where like I had to go, I had to do something and I wanted to just swipe out of the app. I just wanted to be done with it, but I couldn't. I had to stay in the game, spend the extra few minutes running, getting to the zone, going through the loading screens, getting my gear. And I just think that like detail itself, like while it is cliche of like the mobile gamer on the subway or in the car, like on the class, like it's going to happen. And there are going to be times where people are going to run into these issues and be upset that they had their experience ruined because like, it's not an oversight, but it's a feature. Yeah. But uh, maybe you should get like a pat. I don't know. I'm not going to try to fix it. I, game, I but... don't know what the fix is, but I think like, <laughs> I think all developers just have this mindset of like, if this game did well on PC, it's going to do well on mobile. So we'll just copy and paste and every mobile gamer is going to love it. And I, yeah. I think that that's part of what got Apex killed is that they, they didn't kind of, they, they say... had a lot of issues, but they definitely <laughs> did not do a good job of adapting things for the mobile audience as well. So yeah it's uh well no i think they i think they swung too hard on the adaptability they're actually, like oh yeah because they're they like you guys like, like every game boxes? mode in their tpp yeah i yeah you're yeah right. they're like dude a hundred dollar uh lucky draws <laughs> let's make them three hundred dollars <laughs> heirlooms normally you have to spend like a you know 100 on you know console let's make them 500 like <laughs> dude, I th yeah they just, they took mobile adapt adaptation and said dude we're not like we're gonna reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. and they made a square wheel that didn't work so <sighs> do you want Love that it. to be the transition for apex mobile sure yeah <laughs> we the problem like listen i know you guys i'm sick of talking about it you're sick of hearing about it bobby's sick of me talking about it <laughs> but it's just such a good example like we have so many new mobile games coming out some are small some are bigger than others and Apex is just, it's like, I don't know, whenever you're doing research on something and it's like, don't do this, and the, here's what to do, like Apex is the prime, do not do this. Like everything they did, it's a case study of how not to launch a mobile game and burn. Like, I don't know, I, someone found the dev studio, because um, there was a studio in California working on this as well, I think, and they had like 50 employees. I don't know, I estimated the game probably spent upwards of like 50 million total at least developing it not even like marketing or anything they only made 40 million dollars like they were in the hole so much money and now with all these new games coming out it's like we just have to compare them to apex of like well project uh, or arena breakout has this apex also had this that's you know that could be seen as not a good sign but ducky hashtag save apex mobile <laughs> Hashtag bro, give me impressions, man. <laughs> Listen, I did it. I tweeted it. I tweeted it knowing it wasn't gonna do anything. Like it I was thinking in the back of my mind, it'd be the craziest, like JK LOL moment mm -hmm. if they just like re-enabled Syndicate Gold purchases and then you could just buy stuff again and then the game came back. But no, dude, like their socials, they posted three times in the last month. Like it's gone. Yeah. And and, and it's, I, it, we didn't think it was possible, but I think the game has actually gotten worse, right? 
Yeah, well, okay, so I think there's a glitch. If you get above Diamond 2, you can't queue. Like, <laughs> you literally cannot queue into a ranked game, or it takes, like, hours. Uh, additionally, oh, it's really funny. Apparently, Ice said that they fixed a, the Horizon B-Hop issue after a few days. So there's, I guess, still devs on the game. But, oh, I think the top five or ten people on the leaderboard were all hackers. Um, so, like... If people wanted to enjoy the last three months, they gave the season four update, and then they were like, bah, hands off, don't care, your problem, lol. Uh, so, Apex, man. I, I think I think people were experiencing what I was experiencing when Fortnite Mobile got banned of like, this can't be happening. Like, there's no shot this AAA studio who had this, you know, team that was spending millions on marketing and development, it's just gone. Uh, so I think that's where the hashtag save Apex mobile uh, movement originated from. And similar to Fortnite mobile, like it's just out of our hands. We did everything we could while the game was here, but the game isn't. And there's like a, some, someone keeps adding me this petition to save the game. It's got like 200 signatures. EA like, does not Mursky. care about your petition. Yeah. EA doesn't care about our few hundred signatures. They care about our few hundred million dollars they're missing out on yeah. from the failure of the game. Ugh. What could have been? What could have been? Apex Mobile. Well, moving on. A game that we thought was getting shut down and then surprised us by not shutting down. Project <laughs> Blood Strike, which is a... I, I would say... Like, people are like, oh, it's not a Warzone mobile clone. It's, it's, Warzone. it's a Warzone mobile clone. Like, it's yeah. made by NetEase. They specialize in making clones. It has tactical sprint <laughs> loadouts. Uh... It has UAVs that you can buy at buy stations. It has bounties, like <laughs> literally so many mechanics copy and pasted from really from Warzone 1 because especially like the movement and everything else. But it's really fun. It, it is very, very fast paced, which right now is not really the case for Warzone Mobile. And also it's available in a lot more regions. So in their re-release, even though it is still beta, it's out for like test flight and Android. I don't think you really need a VPN or like a changed account store even to download it, which is really nice. Nope. Um, so the fact that it's like pretty widely available, they added in ranked. Like I said, it's pretty fast paced. I will say the ping is terrible because I'm on NA servers and I'm getting 120 ping. I don't know what that's all about. But all that to maybe say- Maybe Mexico servers? Maybe. It says United maybe. States, which is why I'm confused. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's a very fun game. And I'm curious to see what they can do with this. I don't think that they're going to get sued. EA's <laughs> kind of known for getting sued. It, it happens to the majority of the games that they make because they don't make their own games. It happened to... What was the Valorant clone? Um, oh, Hyperfront. Hyperfront got shut down. Uh, obviously, completely copy and pasted from Valorant. Rules of Survival got sued. They had to pay them... Or had to pay PUBG a few million dollars. They also made... That's not bad. Uh, did they make, they made a MOBA and it was a copy of League of Legends. Uh, that I one got sued as that. well. I can't, I can't remember which one that was. Basically, they're used to getting sued. It happens on the regular, but maybe slightly differentiated enough from Warzone Mobile where it doesn't get shut down. If it doesn't get shut down, it's another one of those games where, who knows, this could create its own little community and... I've never known Netties to treat content creators well, but there's the first time for everything. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing about ROS 
when that popped off like it just could be played on a potato like there's there is going to be an audience of people who want to play warzone or want to play a tactical br fps but have lower end devices and they're going to be fine not playing the name brand call of duty warzone mobile because so far like they're getting better with optimization but with like less than three months on the official release date oh that's on the ios store like ah that's a lot of ways it's a lot of ways to go mm -hmm. to get to where those low-end devices can really compete or at least hold their own with high devices so i definitely think this is a game where netties they know their place they are not trying to reinvent the wheel they're copying the wheel as much as they can without trying to get their game shut down so i think it's a smart move especially everyone's hyped you know people i still can't even play um warzone mobile myself like on my own to the vp and i have to connect with someone who else has access and it's a whole thing so even myself it's easier for me to play it runs good on the devices i have and it's out that's the big thing now as soon as warzone mobile comes out the popularity is probably going to go down but still it could increase with more people finding out about it um, because it's kind of it's earning the nickname like warzone mobile light from what i've understood mm -hmm. and so if warzone mobile doesn't come out with their own light version then this could be like the unofficial light version of warzone where you get the exact same gameplay experience just different guns and graphics and logos um but it's it's still warzone mobile at its core so i'm gonna play it make some content i know a lot of people are still talking about it um but it sucks i didn't know test flight betas could fill up i didn't know that oh they can did you not get in yeah no, I'm on Ooh. Android, but Ooh. yikes. Yeah, but I didn't know. Like, I was like, "Oh, I'll get it tomorrow, no problem." <laughs> and then I didn't get it tomorrow. Um, but I do. Wanna, did you see the new OnePlus tablet that was announced? I did. I was very intrigued about that. I messaged my agent and told her because I have a OnePlus video coming out soon. I said, if they want to send me that, I'll make a React channel video for free because I just want to try it out. But I haven't, I yeah, haven't heard well, anything back from it. I don't know if it's even out yet, and that might be the reason they didn't say anything, but it looks interesting. So pre-orders start in April, which I'm assuming means shipping like May or June of the year. But they kind of, it's kind of trying to be a budget tablet. Like they're estimating it's to be like four to $500. Mm. And they're using a, a processor called the Dimensity 9000. Ooh. Like, it's kind of an off-brand. Like, it's not the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 mm -hmm. that every new phone is coming out with. So, I think the performance is, like, comparable to an 8 Gen 1. But it has 120 or 140 hertz refresh screen. Like, good battery. Everything else is whatever. But I think it's kind of a, a bait. Like, they kind of went super budget route rather than trying to be, like, budget-ish. Um, and so I am not holding my tongue for it. Um, I like OnePlus products. Um, I have the new OnePlus 11 Pro, but I don't, I don't have high hopes for it. I'm keeping my expectations low, but it was funny because someone messaged me, DM me today of like, hey, what Android tablet should I buy? And I was like, none. There's not a single <laughs> Android tablet in the world that I can say this is worth your money as a creator. As a gamer, there's some Android tablets 
But... I, I will say the touch response time of the new OnePlus is actually really, really good. Um, so I don't know if that is necessarily going to be technology that's applied to the tablet as well. But that was one of the only downsides of the OnePlus in the past. So if they find a way to fix that... I think that's a very significant reason that nobody's ever used Android tablets in the past. Yeah, or as content creators, there's always an issue mm -hmm. with Android. Like with phones, not so much, but I've never been able to plug and play on an Android tablet ever. Uh, so I think that'd be huge if we finally get our very first Android tablet competitor to the iPad Pro. Um, and if it's cheap, like iPad Pro is like a thousand dollars. Like if this thing is 500 bucks and it's comparable, like that'd be massive for like the mobile gaming content scene, especially in other countries and people who want to get their hands on a cheap tablet, but time will tell. And it looks like it'll be a long time yeah. before we even get close to getting our hands on it. Um, but Warzone Mobile, have you played the update recently? What's, what's your, th I haven't touched the game in like two months um, because like i said i can't like i want someone was like why don't you make content I'm like brother of course i'm unlucky i can't like play by myself there's a dude who lives 30 minutes away from me and he can vpn into the servers by himself oh so like gosh. why can't yeah. why can't i yeah i don't know i got into servers by myself for the first time and it happened two games in a row and then i tried again and i couldn't get into games anymore so i'm still not 100 percent <laughs> sure if they added more servers like different regions and stuff and that's why i could get in the thing i had to do when i got in before is i like joined somebody's party but then he couldn't start but then i left the party and then it let me play i don't really know huh if there's like a specific process that i need to go through in order to actually be able to play it but as far as the game itself uh from what i've heard from a lot of android players seems to be significantly improved as far as optimization goes. But like we mentioned earlier, there's still quite a ways to go if you want to be able to reach realistically like mid to low end. It's not even that you're trying to optimize for low end. It seems like most mid end Android devices are not running it very well either. So it seems to be running pretty well on most iOS devices. That's the, the best gameplay that I've seen uh, as far as like YouTube videos is how well it runs it seems to be on top ios devices but it is a completely different story on android now i will say in the new update they added a few bugs one that i heard noah mention was after you pick up a loadout drop uh, it's basically a giant circle that keeps pinging in like smack dab in the middle of your screen on your crosshair which is obviously not supposed to be there and then also they added like new little tutorial things to kind of guide new players through but those are glitched, so they now just show at the top of your screen for the entire game. So, oh sweet! It's uh, I would be. Oh, they they made crosshair smaller hit markers. <laughs> they did. Finally, that was, that was a huge. Uh, yeah, that was a. But a okay, big... okay, okay. They made it so you can change the size. Mm -hmm. Who's gonna keep it large? Like, I don't, I don't that's know. Mike. Like, I there's no advantage at all unless you're like visually impaired, maybe. Maybe, but I've never seen the game. And it's good. Yeah. I just, like, I don't know why they didn't just, like, shrink it for everyone. Yeah. And not, like, have it. Like, that's the first time I've ever seen a hit marker setting. Yeah. I mean, it's better than so. having it stuck too big. So, that's. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take yeah. we'll take it where we can we can get it. I don't know. I, I want Warzone Mobile to do the best that it possibly can. And I don't think that launching in May is that route for the game. Because. You don't think so? 
do you? I I don't <laughs> I haven't played the game in two months. All I've seen is I will say, is there an FOV slider still? There's no FOV slider. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, because at least on iPads, it makes it look like you're just running in molasses mm -hmm. the whole game. Um, I don't. Okay, so the problem is they should have never come out. Like I'm going on a trip, an international trip, and I get back like two days before the game is supposed to come out. I did that on purpose because of the um like global launch date. Like if they didn't have an idea or like if they didn't know they're launching May 15th, I think it's hard because if you push it back, like as someone like the thing with my Minecraft server is anytime I've ever set a date, if you don't stick with the date, people <laughs> don't like you. They hate you for however long it takes to you release that update. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword of, yeah, the game will be better, but everyone in their mind, they've given us way too much time to think May 15th, May 15th. So if they, they're either going to lose a lot of hype. I mean, the, the game's going to have hype either way. Yeah. But I think if they push it to like July or August, like that's bad. But if they push it like a month, I six think, weeks. I think a month would go a long way. And it may very well be that there's a big update coming that's going to fix a lot of things. But we haven't seen any updates so far that have like reached that standard of what people anticipate is needed for it to be a fully ready for launch game. So maybe they're like saving that for the global launch and the global launch is just gonna blow us away and nobody's gonna believe what they're playing. Um, yeah, but I don't want that to happen because yeah. that's what we thought it was gonna be with Apex Mobile and they introduced like 8 million bugs that took them two months to fix. So I hope someone at the team saw Apex Mobile and they're like, bro, we cannot do that. <laughs> like they need to have the game done. Yeah for like a few weeks yeah. and then they go global mm -hmm. not go global with the big like surprise because i guarantee you like you said they're introducing little bugs and little things that like shouldn't be in at launch um so i'm incredibly excited but the hype what's it's the it's the expectation yeah. like you give people an expectation of a launch date they're gonna expect that mm -hmm. like you shouldn't have put that out there if they weren't gonna stick to it or at least like a week or two away yeah so but i agree right now it, it'll be pushing it if if they try to launch may 15th um don't know they did they did also out. add in like full loadout capability and you can now make your own loadouts and everything oh so that's uh that's obviously that's nice. a huge that's addition huge. because you could not do that before and that's like obviously a major aspect of warzone so there are like little things they're adding in they added in hardpoint for the multiplayer that was 100 percent necessary because hardpoint's the best game mode in multiplayer call of duty um, so I think like there are definite good changes that were made in the recent update, but the biggest thing people are asking for is optimization. I think improving graphics as well would be nice because obviously it's not all about the graphics, but if it looks like a mobile game, then more than likely it's still going to have a big amount of that stigma of it's just a mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ugh. We'll see. I just, I don't know. I'm so nervous about every new game coming out, man. Apex Mobile just got me <laughs> my PTSD riled PTSD. up Fortnite. I'm so scared, man. But for every bad launch, there's got to be a good launch, right? Mm -hmm. Like 50-50. Yep. Uh, speaking of launches, that won't happen for a long time. Rainbow Six. Um, they, it's so weird because they were hyperactive on the mm -hmm. timeline. Like, I think they went overboard too early. On the, yeah, but yeah, go ahead. 
I, 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 I don't know. I agree, but also like, I mean, dude, they were posting. Maybe it's because the beta was going on, but they, they were just posting good content, time and time, like every single day, like posting about the developers, posting about this and that that was going on, and like people were caring. And then, like you said, they just didn't tweet for fifty something days, and then they've tweeted once. And they haven't tweeted in two weeks. They're like, hey, we're still here, by the way, LOL. Um, so I I don't know what I, like personally, I don't like Rainbow Six. It's very slow, and it was mm-hmm. even slower paced on mobile. Um, but still, like that had so many people hyped up. Like, I think I saw it in someone's bio, like Rainbow Six Mobile Pro. Like kids already getting like that hyped for it. But they just went ghost on us. Yeah. It's and it's really weird because they I, I'm actually looking back now and they've like replied to a bunch of stuff. But most of it is people asking if there's news, if there's tests and it's all them mm. saying we don't have anything for you. Wait, which I would almost say is more concerning than it is reassuring. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm trying to look back. I can't remember what date it was that they actually like officially came back to Twitter and everything. But they made it seem like they had big information coming and then they posted and they've replied oh my god i'm like i've been scrolling for so long and i still can't find because they have so many like replied to tweets uh they have seven thousand tweets yeah, dude they like it looks Wait, like they replied two hours ago yeah they're replying to people all the time <laughs> guys if you want to reply go 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 right now go go tweet at them they'll give you a shout out i promise bro i've been thanks bobby i've been loading tweets I, I still can't find. I, I think it ran, like find? I've loaded the amount of tweets that can be loaded. When they officially tweeted was February 6th. I, I have loaded yes. all the tweets that can be loaded, <laughs> like going through their replies, and I can't find anything before February 6th, which means social media manager <laughs> is just working full time. But yeah. I I don't know. Oh, but wait, there's, maybe but there's the not way. a... There's know. not a shred of useful information because no. it's, we don't have an update. We're working on it, so we're not canceled. All information on the closed beta was wiped, so we're not doing like like it's not. It's I like it that they're like it's better that they're doing that than doing nothing. Yeah, but dude, like these mobile games, man. They like the thing about like Hogwarts. I'm surprised Hogwarts Legacy had as much hype as it because that game, the release date had been pushed back like a year. Like, it continually been pushed back month after month. And so finally they're like, this is it. It's releasing. And the same thing happens to mobile games where you have the beta in 2022 and the game goes global in late 2023, early 2024. Like, keeping hype for two years is a really difficult task. So, like, while it does give them a lot of extra info and insight, like, by 2024, are people going to care about Rainbow Six? Like... Yeah. I don't know. There's going to be a bajillion other games. Um, is Okay, speaking of which, is Valor Mobile, what's happened? Do you know what's going on with that? All they've said is that things are not going as quickly as they expected it to, but they're still continuing development and excited for launch. So we don't know anything definitive, but man, mobile developers just don't really seem to know what to expect anymore <laughs> And, and I think part of it is they're not mobile developers, and that's the reason they don't know what to expect. <clears throat> um, but there's just so many games that they they're 
hitting snags or whatever it is, difficulties in development. I think Valorant Mobile is another one that I, we've talked about before. We don't know a ton about, but I think they're still running tests and everything else. So we know the game is at least partially made because we have seen leaked gameplay from the tests and everything else. But it's another one of those that's kind of up in the air. Originally, they had said it's going to be launched in 2023. Now that's not looking quite as certain just because they said things are going a little bit slower. Yeah, I don't. I think people just magically threw out 2023 and they're like, well, it's happening. No, there, they was, never... there was like an official oh. source that confirmed it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I will say there's like a Val, there's a few Valorant mobile Twitters out there that like one of the dudes is just always right. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, mm-hmm. how do you, how are you a leaker for like such a small game or like small and there's no testing, there's no like information to be had anywhere? Um, I don't know. I just think the problem is all we have right now is we're looking forward to games. Yeah. We don't have anything to currently hype up and gas up and Oh, we got a lot we, dude, we got Project Bloodstrike, Starlight, Arena Breakout. Dude, you know what I mean? Like those are good games, but they're niche. Project Bloodstrike is a ripoff Warzone. Arena Breakout is a Tarkov mobile Farlight isn't even out globally so like i get like we have games coming out but i'm talking about like a fortnite a PUBG, a cod mobile an apex like a big game that is going to grab the like because farlight's not going to grab the attention of tim the tap man like it like call of duty mobile does you know these big that's how mobile gaming really excels is if like the community can push like a game that's worth pushing and then it grabs the attention of like other people um but it starts to get noticed like that's what i want like i miss it like for fortnite mobile like people popping off and ninja reacting and ninja calling mobile players hackers because they were that good like that period of time it just feels like i'm shocked it just has stopped over the last few years and call of duty mobile recently has been bringing some more attention into the fold of mobile gaming but it just seems like the only people who care about mobile gaming is mobile gamers yeah i would agree with that which isn't it's not bad, but it's not good. It, like in order it for also mobile has been that way for the majority in the past because, like, I think for, yeah. Fortnite Mobile and COD Mobile, I think, are the only games that have really bridged that gap at all. Like, PUBG Mobile never really made it into mainstream gaming. Free Fire definitely never made it into mainstream, at least not in, I think, no. what we would consider mainstream. Maybe in, like, countries like Brazil and everything else, but in English mainstream gaming, I guess you could say. Uh, Supercell games never happen. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that everybody's looking for that big opportunity. I think that's part of the reason why I don't want Warzone Mobile to launch when it's supposed to, because this is like, this is the ultimate opportunity. Like, concert PC yeah, and console had this map that they loved that they can't get back, but now they can get it back because it's on mobile, and that's the reason I'm like, make it the best that it can possibly be, because this is good chance the best opportunity mobile is gonna get for maybe the next five years. One exception maybe being Valorant. Outside that, I don't know where else it would be. Yeah, this is without a doubt, unless there's a revolutionary title that's hiding behind the scenes, I agree that in the next... Because there's no more big games. Like, we've copied like, them all. CSGO, CSGO is not going to do it. They no. they don't have any desire to go into mobile. Critical ops. Like, FIFA, FIFA Mobile is already on mobile. There's sports games, but they don't do anything... Yeah. They're just cash grabs. 
Uh, let me look on Twitch. Right. Apex, obviously, Rosenfeld. Like, just We've got at least League of Legends right mobile. now. We got all the MOBAs covered. Like, shooters are all we really have left. Yeah, like, right now, that's it. Valorant, Warzone. We've got Roblox. And... We've got Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, but I will say Minecraft. Okay, let's hear me out here. If Minecraft did some sort of... Oh, no, they have... It's scuffed, but, like, their mobile game sucks. It is... The elite, you have to pay for it too. You have to pay for it, and it sucks. Like the controls, you can't customize the HUD. You can't move the controls. I, I think Minecraft, like not necessarily Minecraft mobile, grown popularity, but that is one big game that's still out that I, I think could see a ton of improvements if they just care. But they don't, because that's not their money maker. Well, no, it is their money maker. They sold like 100 million copies of mobile. I don't know. Um, doesn't really relate to the mobile scheme because it's. It's own little weird niche thing. Chess.com. <laughs> I'm just scrolling through Twitch. St I mean, Stumble Guys. Stumble Guys is actually still really big, but not where it, like, where it matters. Yeah. And it's not cross-platform. And it kind of sucks. It's cash grab. But it's still big. It's, it's so weird. Uh -huh. I don't know. Mobile gaming is just... We're, it's, we're so close. We're so far away. It's like... It's frustrating. It is... But there is light on the horizon, hopefully. Hopefully the light does not hopefully. go back <laughs> below the horizon. We'll see. Hopefully it doesn't get shut down. Oh, no. Hopefully it doesn't sunset. Why did I think of that? Dang it. Uh, that was literally like sitting there under my nose. and I just Why didn't, didn't the light it. go back below uh, the horizon? It's called the sunset light. Well, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in to the Two Thumbs Up podcast. Uh, another fun episode. This might be, depending on when we record, might be the last episode in this apartment, this room. I am moving March 14th. So if we record, if there's enough news before then, we'll record an episode. If not, you'll get the brand new room tour. Come next episode in three weeks. Um, but yeah. Uh, clip channel, all that stuff. Our links down below in the description. Bobby, you got any parting words? Um, go try Farlight Eighty Four. It's fun. Yeah, only in on Android or if on iOS if you're in India. Listen, like, it's the, just make two accounts and then use your second account as the dude. Your my passwords account. are so long. They're so secure. They're so long, bro. I'm not typing that in every time. Such a bizarre flex, but okay. <laughs> See you guys right, later. We'll catch you guys. Catch you in the next episode.